Welcome to the latest edition of the Buff Zone podcast. I'm Brian Howell and joined by Pat Rooney. Pat, how are you? I'm good, Mr. Howell. How are you this morning? Well, I think uh, we're doing better than some people over at the Champion Center, you know, after after last week. Uh, you know, we're we're going to very 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 briefly recap uh last week and and look ahead to this week, but I think more importantly, there's some bigger issues we can talk about today. Um let me let me just ask your biggest takeaway from that 38-13 loss to TCU last Friday in the season opener. Look, I thought about this after the game. I wrote a little bit about it in my column uh, after you know Quinn Perry and Brady Russell had their comments in the post game about seeing too many heads dropped and guys quitting that's what they said you know you you never want to accuse especially college age athletes of of that sort of thing it's hard to define it's unquantifiable but after watching the way they played in the second half and hearing those comments it's it's really easy to wonder where the morale is for this team and for me that's the biggest issue going forward because they look like a team playing out the string in November with two wins more than they did a team playing their season opener at home with at least heightened expectations, certainly in their building. They had a raucous student section right behind them, and they came out so flat in the second half it was jarring. Um, And to me, you know, beyond being able to stop the run, uh, which they got gashed with in the second half, and obviously have a huge challenge with that at Air Force this week, and beyond the quarterback situation, which is even murkier than it looked like even a few weeks ago, to me, that's the biggest issue with this team going forward. Now, Carl Durrell tried to downplay that in his media session on Monday this week, saying they were all taken out of context, but I mean, we saw those interviews and, you know, I don't know how you take those comments out of context, especially when you see how the team played after halftime. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think that's, I don't think it's necessarily uh, an issue that like there's some major issue with the team that, you know, this can't be fixed. I do think that you've got a lot of new guys and young guys on this team that clearly, you know, dropped their heads, you know, according to these guys, you know, and according to what we saw you know, in that situation and that you've got to have leaders now step up. And so I think that's, I agree with you. That's the biggest thing going forward is, okay, Carl Durrell, before the season started, you said there's 30 guys on this team that have leadership qualities. Okay, let's see it. (laughs) You know, you named four captains. You picked four that we assume are unbelievable leaders in a group of 30. So now let's see that leadership step up. And and that's got to happen this week i mean that better that that should have happened on saturday right right um right especially after you hear those comments on friday night so i think it's it's a huge test for this team to come out and improve themselves that they're still fighting and that's one thing that i give this team credit for last year and going four and eight is you didn't see that quit last year and you didn't see the the heads dropping last year You, you know you had guys that left the team after the season but you didn't see this team stop fighting during the season. And and that's what made it so noticeable on Friday night, I think, is that we haven't seen that with the Durrell team yet. And so um, I expect it to not be a, a huge issue going forward, but it's certainly one you have to fix right away. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's still 11 games to go and to 
have that kind of attitude seemingly apparently filtering through the the, the sideline is you know it, it, it's alarming especially after all the preseason offseason talk about changing the culture new staff on board uh, this is going to be an improved team you know uh, fixing what went wrong last year we saw none of that on on Friday night it looked like a carbon copy of everything last year in some ways it looked worse because as you pointed out uh you know there's there's not really an instance last year where you wonder that team kind of quit uh the way it looked like at times in the second half on friday so uh and now they have to go down to air force and, and try to get those aspects right in uh what will be a far more challenging atmosphere than having that home crowd behind you on friday night yeah we'll, we'll get to air force in a little bit but i want to you know piggyback off the uh this issue of the, of hanging the heads and I think, and I hate putting this on, on a player, especially I know NIL and everything, but they're amateurs, right? I hate putting right. this on a player, but how much do you think, I, I believe that some of that um, hanging of heads coincides with Carl DeRose sticking with Brendan Lewis in that game and players know who can play, right? And, I'm sorry. Yeah, Brendan Lewis has got some good qualities. He's he's a talented young man, but we've now seen a pretty large sample size of him, and he has not been very good with this offense. And he was struggling on Friday night. And when they brought him back out for the third quarter, I mean, all of us in the press box, and hey, Carl Durrell can call us dummies if he wants, but all of us in the press box, um, he hasn't, but he could. Um, we all thought, hey, it's pretty obvious you go with JT Shroud. The fans hung their heads when it wasn't JT Shroud. I've got to think some of that is the players, you know, watching him, you know, keep sending Brendan Lewis out and they're like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I agree with you. And I wondered that myself, uh, the players, you know, you know, the players obviously see what's going on, you know, better and more so than we do. And everyone in that stadium was wondering why Shroud wasn't going back out there. It's hard to get excited. And then, you know, it, it wasn't helped with Lewis going out there, you know, throwing one at Alex Fontenot's feet. And I'm like you. I don't want to put it all on the young man. I'm sure everyone on the team likes him. Seems like a, you know, a, a fantastic young man. I'm, I'm sure he's putting in the work, but it just ain't happening right now. And Shrout at the end of the half, hey, he wasn't flawless either. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not on board with the idea that JT Shrout's going to come in and, and make this team a, six and six bull team all of a sudden, but he moved the ball. Um, he, he got them down the field. If not for a holding penalty, he might've put them in the lead before halftime there. Uh, you know, he moved them off the goal line down the field and that's just something we, we didn't see uh, out of Lewis, you know, most of last year and, and, and certainly up to that point on Friday night. And then to send him back out there, you, you, you couldn't have had a more uninspiring first drive of the second half with Lewis under uh, behind center. And uh, then, yeah, uh, it, it, it's human nature to be like, Oh boy, here we go. And, you know, if we see it, the players certainly see it. And, you know, we don't know, we don't know what's going on in that sideline in that locker room, but I agree with you. It sure seemed like the quarterback situation kind of permeated its way onto the, the whole sideline there. Yeah, and I, it's a weird situation. I don't really know what's going on with this situation, but I look at this and I think, man, Carl Durrell just seems dead set on making Brendan Lewis the guy here. And 
it just does not look like he's the guy, right? Um, at least in my opinion. And the thing I think Carl's doing is he is really um, damaging things with his fan base. And I don't think he notices that or doesn't care. And either way, that's that's an issue. But I think he's also sort of damaging things within his team at this point. And he's also damaging Brendan Lewis. I mean, he's putting us in a position where we've almost got to tear down Brendan Lewis, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and that's unfair to Brendan, you know, and to me, I thought it was a no brenner this week to come out and, and announce JT Shroud's going to be the starter, because I think that let's find out I'm with you. I don't know if JT is the guy, but I know that Brendan Lewis is not the guy right now. So right. Let, let's go find out if JT Shroud's guy, give him a game, say JT, you've got the 60 minutes. This is your game. Go do it. Let's find out if he's any good. And, you know, if they still sputter, then Carl Drell can come back and say, see, <laughs> you know, he's he's not any better, you know, and we've got a, a bigger issue here. But if you send Brendan Lewis out again on Saturday and it doesn't look good again, Carl Durrell, you, you have to wonder, is this guy trying to win? You know, and, and what is his motive here? And that that's the that's the hardest thing for me is I don't get his uh his reasoning for sticking behind Brendan Lewis through what has been a very difficult 13 games now with him as the quarterback. Yeah. And this goes back even July uh, when we saw him at the, the CU athletics golf event, And he was, you know, he basically was like, it's Lewis's job to lose. And I didn't, I didn't get that at the time. Uh, we didn't see, you know, and, and certainly obviously Lewis should be in, in, in contention for that job, but based on what we saw Brendan Lewis last year, why is he kind of semi being anointed with the job? Um, and the other part of that, like you, you mentioned, you know, Monday was an opportunity for Carl Durrell to be like, JT is going to be the guy this week. You know, there's times I understand why coaches maybe don't want to play their hand as to who's starting a quarterback. I don't think this is one of those times. I don't think Tra Troy Calhoun and Air Force care who's under center for this team uh, come Saturday afternoon. That, that that's you know it, it's not going to change their thinking or their planning i think one iota uh the other thing that i think kind of bothered me about the monday press conference was kind of going back to the the comments from from perry and, and brady russell about you know post game and guys hanging their heads you know that monday was an opportunity for carl durrell to say hey this is not what our program's going to be about he can even say i don't think it's as many guys as those guys made it out to be, but there were hanging heads. There were, you know, everyone in the stadium saw it, how they, you know, there was just no fight left midway through the third quarter. It, you know, it wasn't just a press box. Everyone in Folsom Field saw it, but Monday was a chance for Carl Durrell to, you know, reiterate, hey, we got young guys. I have to learn. This is not who we are. This is not acceptable. He didn't say any of that. He said it was all taken out of context, which basically is putting the blame on the media for, for these comments being out there uh, as opposed to what everyone in the world saw on the field on Friday night. So I thought that was disappointing. He had, he had a chance to really kind of take, take charge and say, this is not how this program's going to operate going forward. And he basically kind of dismissed it, dismissed it as a non-factor. Yeah. I, I didn't like that part either. You know, I think it's, it's, it's totally fine as a leader sometimes to say, yeah, you know, I heard those things. A little bit of that happened. We addressed it over the weekend, and we hope that's not an issue going forward because we have good leaders. You know, take it at that point. And as far as naming the quarterback, 
I agree with you. Troy Calhoun has been at this long enough. He doesn't give a crap who's playing quarterback at CU. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. I, I guarantee you, you know, he has he has that ah shucks, you know, way of talking and you know, talked to him at Blake Street Tavern a few weeks ago and he's kind of got that ah, we're just this little school, we're the smallest school in the country. And, you know, hey, I'm amazed they can even, you know, with all the things these guys are these cadets are doing that they even have time for football. So the fact we're even competing is amazing. So he downplays. He's got that Lou Holtz in him. You know, you, you grew up Notre Dame fan, yeah. so you know that. He's got a little bit of that in him. He's very confident. You know, he doesn't care who's playing quarterback. If you're Carl Durrell, the be- the very best PR move you could have done, and I think the best for your football team, but PR-wise, come out and say JT's the guy because it shows your fans, I'm trying. And fi- that's fine if you don't say it. But the point is this Saturday – if you start Brennan Lewis, it sends a message that you're just stubborn. And, you know, Brennan's yeah. going to be my guy. If you start JT and let him play, give him an opportunity to actually play some, play through some game situations and even play through some struggles. Now you show you're trying. And so that's the biggest thing I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing on Saturday is, you know, what does Carl Durrell do with that quarterback situation? And how is this team responding mentally to what happened last week? I think those are two huge things as they go down to the Academy on Saturday. And speaking of at the Academy on Saturday, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Uh, once upon a time covered many football games there, but it has been a while. Uh, Brian, how, how do you see this one playing out for the bus? Well, yeah, I, I've been to the only place I've ever been to a game as a fan is the air force Academy. In fact, I went uh, once I remember, with you. Yeah. I remember you saying that. I, that, that surprised me. You never went to a CU game growing up. Yeah. I've never been to a CU game. I didn't cover, which is, which is weird, but you know, been to air force many times as a fan, including once with you when Notre Dame was here. Um, but you know, CU last I looked was an 18 point underdog, which is huge. It's the, I have everything back to 76, the largest, uh, this is the biggest underdog they've ever been against a non-power five school, which is amazing. So, um, I think it's justified. But I also think that CU covers, and I got Air Force winning 31-17. I think the Buffs get a little bit going, but I just don't think they're a very good football team right now, and I think Air Force is a pretty good football team. Yeah, you know, I had 17 in my head. You know, last night I was thinking about, you know, us doing this podcast and what my prediction was being like, I'm like, I don't know, does this, does this offense have 17 points in it in, in the state it's in right now? I don't know. Um I'm going to go 34 to 14. I think they eke out a couple touchdowns, but, um, it, you know, I, it's only the second week, but I feel like this is a team in crisis and, and, you know, a bit rudderless right now. And, you know, I think there's a legitimate concern. They can go down there and get hammered and not yeah. in a fun way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with you there. Um, I, I, the one thing I keep leaning on is, you know, there's always that old saying, but there it's a saying for a reason that teams will make their biggest improvement and players will make their biggest improvement from week one to week two. And so I think that there's maybe a little bit of that and uh, I'll give them a benefit that maybe they go down there and, uh, and play well. Yeah. Based on what we saw Friday night, it's a pretty low bar to expect improvement from just, you know, be happy with improvement from one week, one to week two, you know? Yeah, I uh, agree with you, but I'm just, I'm saying there's that little twinge that says, uh, maybe they won't be, the, it won't be as bad as what we saw on Friday night, but we'll see. We shall see. Well, Pat, uh, a couple. Go ahead. Real quick, we only got a minute here, so uh, real quick, anything else you want to mention? Buffs on yeah, uh, 
uh, Steve's soccer off to a great start, scoring goals at a team record pace. They are out of town this weekend, but probably a squad worth uh, checking out. But they'll have a good – they moved up to number 19 this week. Tough road test this week uh, at Michigan for the first time and also Michigan State on Sunday. CU Volleyball also off to a, a fantastic undefeated start, getting some votes in the poll. They haven't cracked it yet, but they're 5-0. and Headed to the Arkansas Invitational. They'll have a couple matches on Friday. Uh, the main one to watch though will be on Sunday when they take on Arkansas, uh, the host team. Arkansas, another team getting votes in the polls. So uh, first road to, uh, road trip uh, for the road games for the volleyball team. So will be a good test for them, especially that Sunday match uh, against Arkansas. Awesome. Lots of stuff coming up, and we'll have it all on Buff Zone, and especially our coverage. Uh, Pat and I will both be at the Academy on Saturday, so um, check out Buff Zone for all of our coverage this weekend. Yeah, looking forward to going down there on Saturday for sure. And, and uh, as always, folks, thanks for listening.